This week on the Club K Fabe Podcast, we preview Money in the Bank, Cena vs. Owens 2 Electric Pikachu, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins have a two-person ladder match, which will occur after a seven-person ladder match, Titus O'Neil doesn't understand what gluten is, everyone finally likes the Ryback, thanks Big Show, Hulk Hogan hypocritically calls out CM Punk for quieting, and Punk proceeds to shut him up. Tough enough stars soon. We talk trolls. Eight bit points are buried, and so much more this week on Club Kayfabe. Uh, let's go listen to the show. Hey, welcome to a brand new episode of the Club Kayfabe podcast. As always, I'm Pat McDermott. Join alongside. Bye, Dan Peck. Clever girl. And Chris O'Mealy. Yes, this is episode 106. Thank you guys for continuing to tune in. <clears throat> Sorry, this one's coming a little bit late. Schedules don't always allow us to record on time. But I want to thank you guys for continuing to tune in. Dan's quote was a line from Jurassic Park this week's Talk and Talkie. And Jurassic World was released in theaters this weekend. I saw it, it was awesome. I recommend you go see it. That's my little uh, my little hype train there. Uh, before we kick off the show, though, we're going to take a few minutes here to talk about the life and career of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty unfortunately passed away this week, but man, what a freaking legacy he's going to leave behind. I mean, when, in the grand scheme of like NWA legends, Dusty's definitely top three by far. Well, and I mean, he he also had you know two sons who have had who have gone to have really good careers in WWE and all over the place as well. So yeah, I mean, Goldust has become yeah. like one of the greatest gimmick wrestlers of all time. You know, second to few, maybe the Undertaker, but very few like pure gimmicks have not been done. <laughs> you know, have actually been done better than Goldust, and Cody's career is still very much on the upswing and he's reinvented himself a couple of times, but this guy really is the limit for Cody. I mean, he's already proven he can be Cody Rhodes and he's proven himself to be a good character performer with his dashing then his undashing gimmick. And now he's playing stardust. Not only that, but behind the scenes work from pretty much Every federation in the last so many years. I mean, he worked with ECW, worked with WCW, worked with TNA, worked for WWE, and and wasn't he creative director for NXT? Yeah, he in, and he invented a lot of the really great characters we see now, like you know Bray Wyatt was a dusty creation. So actually, he was Booker back in in uh, back in the day too. So it was like, oh, yes. back in the day. Oh, was back me. in the day, he was Dusty. Dusty invented War Games. War Games was a Dusty creation. Because he watched Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daddy, that's going to be a great concept for a wrestling match there. And not everyone gets the, the finish of a match named after them. So, Which we yeah. just had one like, yeah. two weeks ago. But uh, so thank you for the awesome career, Dusty. Thank you for being one of the most fun wrestlers to impersonate. I think uh, I think Dan's got a pretty good Dusty. That's why he's never gonna die, baby. 
I got some weird kids. He's in all of us. So, all right, that that concludes the somber portion of the Club Cafe podcast. Followed by the biggest pizza party ever. Actually, no. No, 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 no. He was legitimately, like, saddened by this. Because when push comes to shove, and really comes to shove, he will recognize a legend for the legend that they are. If WWE has inducted them into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Speaking of the Hall of Fame... And by when push comes to shove, you mean when they die. Yes, of course. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, was Dusty not one of the more fun inductions of all time? Where he's just like, I'm going to dance with you, and I'm going to dance with you. That was a good one. Oh, that was a good one right there. (laughs) All right, so let's kick off the Club Kayfabe podcast episode 106 with my top 10 favorite things that happened in wrestling this week. And uh, number 10 is going to be Pat. Oh, so we're going to talk about some stuff that happened on SmackDown. So number 10 is going to be the end of the show. There's a giant six-man tag team match. And Dolph Ziggler is the only Money in the Bank participant not in this match. So we all know how this is going to end, right? It's going to be a melee, and somebody's going to climb a ladder. Well, inside the ring, Neville climbs one of those huge ladders and jumps onto everyone, because Dolph Ziggler also ran out on the rampway. Neville grabs a briefcase, and that's the end of your show. Hush, Neville's already won. They can't even hang the briefcase. (laughs) Well... The man that Gravity forgot is now the man with the money in the bank. He doesn't even deserve to be in this match. Tell me one thing he's done to make him worthy. They should have put in a veteran like Jack Swagger. This is an actual comment. Uh, Oh, you know why he's in this match? So, because he can do spots. (laughs) You know why Jack Swagger's not in the match? Because he's fallen off the face of the earth. Because he was... no longer relevant. He was losing to... King Barrett, as R-Truth was on commentary, and uh, the commentators were still ragging on him for what happened Monday, which I'm sure we'll discuss later, but uh, he's like, there's more than one uh, one match of money in the bank? I was talking about this one! So he was pretty great on commentary. Oh, crud. Is that that number nine? No, number nine... um, Number nine! It's actually Titus O'Neil's misunderstanding of wheat... Because uh, there's a good promo <laughs> backstage. I, would have, I knew this was going to be one of your notes. And it starts out really well, because the primetime players talking about how they're going to take on a new day. And uh, Darren Young goes, might as well call us butter, because we on a roll. And then Tyus O'Neill goes, a whole week, free roll. Now, the problem with that is that you cannot <laughs> that have something... not possible? Right. You cannot have something that is whole wheat and gluten-free. It's just not possible. Gluten is the protein within wheat. So, Titus... You should really look things up before you're going to say stupid stuff. We got gluten-free turkey the other day. It was pretty damn good. It should always be gluten I guess it's eating grain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was good. It was good. I liked it. Uh, I, I, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Would eat again. All right. Number 8. Number 8. All right, it's going to be an odd one to put on this list because it's going to be like, you actually enjoyed this? But here's the deal. A lot of guys come into these companies and they come in as like these uh, these hard-nosed, no-nonsense gimmicks and they they all reach that glass ceiling really fast and they never break through. 
Uh, big problem with this is definitely going to be the Baron Corbin biker thing, where he's already, I feel like he's already peaked, because he's one-dimensional, right? Anybody disagree with this? Nope. Okay. He's already getting turned on, because he the fans start counting, and his matches are like three minutes now. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, good. So the, the fun, the fun is gone. the The Baron Corbin thing is done. There was fun. <laughs> However, for some reason, even though we thought they all gave up on him, they they found something new to do for Bull Dempsey, and it's really oh god. Funny. He, he's now Scott Steiner's least favorite wrestler of all time. And why why would Scott Steiner not like him, Dan? As he chases, who was he facing? Tyler Breeze? Yep. He was chasing Tyler Breeze around the ring, and he couldn't catch him, and he got winded. And then as Regal was cutting his promo about the, about the Samoa Joe Kevin Owens match that's coming up, he just walks in eating a bag of Doritos. Hey, you wanted to see me? I tried, <laughs> He goes, well, I tried really hard out there, you know? I'm just kind of winded. And then he started eating a Hershey bar. Oh, man. You know what? A lot of people, I'm sure, are going to shit all over this because that's the thing to do. But I like it for the sheer fact that they're doing something with him. Had the balls to do that after signing a bunch of fat guys that can work? Yeah. This is how they get back at all of them. This is you. By getting the least fat guy, the least fat, fat guy, and saying, you're so fat you can't even walk. But the thing is, he can work. I like how... There, you have to be perfectly in between and fit for Vince McMahon. If you, if <laughs> if you're thin, you're oh, you don't eat enough meat. And if you're big and fat, oh, uh, you eat too many Skittles. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, the summer after Vince tore both of his quads just sliding into the ring, and Randy Orton came back from injury and cut a promo, and Vince like it was like four months later and he was walking again so he came out and ragged on Orton about how skinny he was yeah he looks so healthy you need to be jacked up your neck looks like a stack of dimes it's just like didn't you just tear both of your quads doing something that Randy does multiple times a night you gotta look like Chris Jericho who never gets injured you gotta put on some more muscle never gets injured need a DDP yoga to save his life yeah, he was almost going to get surgery until he took DDP yoga. Didn't he? Didn't he make fun of uh, Chris Masters after he got busted for steroids? So then he stopped taking them, so he lost a bunch of weight, and now they're like, ah, "You're so small." Yeah, that was the, that was Triple yep. H. Yeah, <laughs> you're not a masterpiece. Ugh. Good lord! All right, let's move on to number seven. Number seven. A small thing, just kind of a news thing that happened, but they are talking about moving the Slammies back to a theater setting and making it into a network special. I like that. Do it. I like that. And not letting fans. <laughs> yeah, please don't let fans. Do though. it instead. Do it instead. So, I like that. I think that's a really good idea. Very, very good idea. Number six. Number six. Chavo Guerrero versus Blue Demon fought on Lucha Underground in a quick but really, really effective match that was all about the storytelling and all about the family history. 
Uh, really, the rematch of the very first match in, in Lucha Underground. Right, and it was Sir Chavo to prove himself because we're building towards Ultima Lucha, which is going to be the season finale because Lucha Underground is a seasonal promotion. Because television. Right. It's also not a terrible idea because it's going to make you salivate for more. And by seasonal, we mean 10 months. Yeah, it's only going to be a two-month break, isn't it? I don't even. It's likely to get re-signed because, like, after like week two, there's been a ton of people watching. So, yeah, it's pretty popular. Um, what won't make the cut this week is that weird ass six man tag that they did. Well, six whatever tag because the one team was a guy whose gimmick was that he's a Bengal tiger, a midget, and then a guy whose gimmick is that he's a woman. Figure. Yeah, that was that was Wait, weird. Caitlyn Jenner's in Lucha Underground. Oh, now here comes the hate mail. Oh, uh, controversy. <laughs> We're going to the other letters now. But here's something that did make the cut. Number five. Five golden gimmicks. And that, of course, was the fatal four-way match between Drago, Hernandez, King Cuerno, and Cage. And the stipulation was that Drago was allowed back into the temple to get the opportunity, because these were all supposed to be guys who have faced Prince Puma in the past, and the winner would get to face Prince Puma for the title at Ultima Lucha. And it was going to just be a triple threat, but Drago came in and he pretty much attacked Dario Cueto and said that he deserves the opportunity. So they said, okay, you can do this, but if you lose, not only are you banished again, but you also have to leave your mask behind. So, of course, so, he wins. So, of course, I should tell you right there who wins, and he pins Cuerno for the finish. And Drago, if we did a Fave category for the absolute coolest ring gear right now in wrestling, Drago would definitely be a candidate and definitely take my vote because his ring gear is just the most badass ring gear. Because it's, it's like, overly complicated, but not in a cheesy way. He, the dude looks like a friggin' dragon. Anywhere else, he couldn't pull this off. But in Lucha Underground, he looks amazing. Number four. Number four. Let's talk about the debut match of Samoa Joe. First of all, Scott Dawson gets the honor of being Samoa Joe's first WWE match. Good for you, Scott Dawson. Uh, Second of all... NXT was a lot of filler this week. Well, I mean, this all... was the main draw of the show, right? Yeah, yeah. So I understand that. But it was like, it, it was six matches, and three of them were pure jobber squashes. One of them was the Dempsey storyline, and it was like, Baron Corbin beats jobber, um, Becky Lynch beats jobber. N- oh, she fought Jesse McKay. Yes, but... Jesse McKay was the jobber in this match, the intro list jobber. And the thing is, like, none of the matches were bad. It's just that nothing was really noteworthy. But uh, then again, as Pat said, this was the main draw. This was the big they have, deal. They're, like, in this weird spot, right? Because there isn't, like, a special coming up anytime soon. The next thing is the 4th of July thing, and all they have is the Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens match for that. So they're like, we have to build, but we have nothing to build to right now. So holding yeah. pattern. Now, they're they're building Joe versus Owens for next week's NXT, 
And I and there's no way that's going to have a clean finish. No way. Non-titly. But I bet you anything it's going to be awesome. What? Because they're fat cheese, Pat. <laughs> no, that would that that would mean the title would be on the line. But uh, what did you guys think of Joe performing in WWE? I really enjoy his first match. I thought they, you know, it was basically a showcase for his moveset, which was absolutely fine. He didn't need an opponent that could go toe to toe with him yet, and we're gonna get that next week. We're gonna we're going yeah. right from a showcase of Joe's moves to a full on match with Kevin Owens, which is going to be which awesome. isn't going to be a full on yeah. match with Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fight. Um, I'm glad you said that, Pat, because I echo a lot of those sentiments, and I'm also glad you said that because the biggest criticism I have seen from this match is a lot of people feel like Scott Dawson got in too much offense and that they're already dropping the ball with Samoa Joe, and I don't see that at all. Oh, well, he won like in three minutes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see that at all, so I don't understand where all the complaints are coming from. That's exactly what it was. It was Joe to showcase, and Scott Dawson isn't like... Oh. A jobber, but he's not like a main NXT guy. So the offense he got in was the same offense that, you know, a guy would get in if it was like a top guy on Raw facing a jobber. Like if they took Roman Reigns and he took on. Plus, some of Samoa Joe's Zach Ryder. require him to be in a bad position to do. Like, especially the corner move where he just goes, nope. Yeah, right. He needs to get hit a few times and then whip him to the corner to do that. Right. Uh, oh, there was one move that he didn't use. What's his choke called again? Oh, they call it the Coquina Clutch in freaking TNA. Yeah, I wonder if... But it's just a rear naked choke. I wonder if he's going to use that against Owens, though. I think that oh, might be a draw. He's going to tease it. They're going to yeah. be a cock tease. Right, like he, how he'll, Owens... He'll probably it. tease that and then Owens will tease the package pile driver. Like he did against Cena, but then turned it into like a suplex. They'll be like, "Oh damn!" Just like GTS, where he he only did it at a house show so far. Oh right. well, well, he's taking off for so long to uh, study tapes to learn how to do it, and then he's gonna come back and do it. Yeah, he <laughs> needs he needs to. All right. Well, speaking of Owens, number three. Number three. Uh, the best part of Raw this week was by far the opening promo between Kevin Owens and John Cena, where they got in each other's faces, built up their next match, and basically mocked each other over their championship belts about which one was more important. And they're like, well, why don't we let whoever comes out make the decision? And of course, it's Neville, so you know he's going to pick the NXT title. And that's exactly what he does. And Neville and Owens have an awesome match. Cena sits in on commentary, and all they do is hype up their match and get everybody excited for it. So, if I had to sit through the Rusev feud to get to this, now I'm fine with the Rusev feud in retrospect, because I'm getting this now. Exactly. And Rusev already has a feud to come back to, which is more than a lot of injured people can say. With a woman. Well, And Michael Cole. Possibly, for that interview. Oh, my God. All right, let's 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 do the top two here. Um, both of these things are really, really cool, really good stuff that happened this week. So it's kind of hard to choose between what got my number one spot, but I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with what I chose. So let's do number two. Number two. This is something that happened on NXT that 
didn't happen on NXT, and that was the Finn Balor Arrives promo for the Tokyo Show. What did you guys think of that? It's pretty impressive. Um, what was funny is it reminded me of the old Sean O'Hare promos. Because it was just white screen, guy in a black suit, and then transitioning to different things. And I love I love the way they, they shot it. I love the way they edited it. The demon. And, like, Finn isn't exactly, like, the, the greatest mic worker, but he doesn't have to be. Because he's very direct on the microphone. And Which is what he got from being in Japan all those years. So, and he doesn't need to... He doesn't need to go nuts. He doesn't need to act like a monster and scream into the microphone or anything. I, his cool, calm delivery is exactly what he needs. When he's when he's regular Finn, he needs to become cool, collected. And then when he unleashes the demon, he unleashes the demon. And the demon doesn't need to talk. And, and the, the demon, demon doesn't need to be Kane. Demon. You know that's going to be one of his first main roster feuds, right? Is going to be Kane will go back to being the demon, so it can be demon versus demon, yeah. and that's all we'll do is talk Push about blood. demon. Is, and they fight over a contract over who is the devil's favorite demon. Oh, I thought you were going to say they fight over the money in the bank contract because Kane's obviously winning it. Oh, remember when Kane was obviously going to win it, and he actually did win it. Well, guys, and then he cashed in that night. <laughs> but before we talk about money in the bank, let's do my number one because it involves money in the bank. Number one! R-Truth on Raw. Take it away, Pat. Oh, my God. This is so good. <laughs> this was by far... The, this was one of the funniest things I've seen in wrestling in a long time. They um, they have their usual promo where you can just tell like all seven people are going to come out because Sheamus is in the ring, Kane's yeah. outside the they're ring. All taking, they're all taking their turn coming out. And, then, and Yeah, and R-Truth's music hits. <laughs> he comes out and he says... You know, I conquered my fear of ladders back at WrestleMania. So this Sunday at Money in the Bank, and Kane stops him. He goes, what, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm going to talk about what I'm going to do this Sunday at Money in the Bank. You're not in the match. To which R-Truth gives one of the funniest faces. And then he goes, are you sure? He goes, yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, uh, I'm sorry. My bad, y'all. Y'all be good tonight. See ya. Yeah. Yeah, this is on me, y'all. <laughs> it was so funny because I couldn't tell if it was a worker shoot, and I think that makes it funnier. Well, and they even closed up on Sheamus and Ziggler in the ring, and, and Ziggler was definitely laughing. I think Sheamus was trying to fight back some because la- that was legitimately funny. <laughs> it was probably a rib. <laughs> it might have just been a rib. It was really funny. Like, hey, Truth, go out there and cut a promo about being and money in the bank. It's almost like being in the wrong town. Oh, God. (laughs) Five years ago. Green Bay, make some noise. (laughs) Boo. Well, they did what you asked them to do. They were chanting Milwaukee at him the whole time. But yeah, R-Truth definitely stole stole Raw this week. I was thoroughly entertained. I was sports entertained. So, Seamus didn't even have to ask. <laughs> uh, well, those are your top ten things that happen. Now, we've got a pay-per-view tonight called Money in the Bank. And we're going to run down the card and give you our predictions, starting with good old R-Truth versus King Barrett during the pre-show. 
And I have a feeling R-Truth is going to win this one. Is King Barrett taking Miz's spot as, like, king of the pre-show? That's what King uh, of the I year. mean, I'm okay with that because Miz's new spot is to not wrestle. <laughs> Same with Roman Reigns, apparently. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not on the card either. You know, that said, uh, Kofi Kingston made Roman Reigns look really good this week. You mean he you made him look strong? Hashtag strong, hashtag strong. Yes, strong. Very strong. Yes, indeed. All right, so our trizzle over Barrett is my prediction for the pre-show. Oh, because he's the king, so he's got to lose. Well, he's been losing. I'd like to see Barrett get the win, but all Barrett's really been doing is losing matches, so will be what it is. King thing was a mistake. All right, so we've got a couple of titles here. Divas, Tag Team, Intercontinental, and LOL Not U.S., so let's talk Whoa, about Divas Tag Team Intercontinental Championship. I know. Finally. It's be awesome. LOL not US Championship. Have <laughs> you created that in No ever. Mercy? Of course uh, you can. <laughs> no, you created belts in freaking uh, WrestleMania 2000. Oh, WrestleMania 2000, that's right. Which I'm we're, sure that would be too long a name, but still. Where Big Show held the cookie title forever. Cookie title. Cookie. All right, we'll talk about the big show, because he's taking on Ryback for the Intercontinental Championship in a match that nobody wants to see. Finally, everyone's on my side and wants Ryback to win. Yeah. Yeah. It only took big show. And The Miz. Oh, yeah, and The Miz. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you this time, Pat. I want Ryback to win. Team Ryback, which is why Big I Show will win. I hope Big Show ruins Ryback's career. You know what I can't wait for? The when Ryback right. picks up Big Show for Shellshock. And every, all the announcers freak out about how they can't believe that Ryback just lifted the Big Show, even though he lifted the Big Show on Raw. on Raw. And also lots of people can lift the Big Show. But you know that's Cena's made a career out of lifting the Big Show for the first time. I know, right? I can't believe what... Yeah, it's always Jerry Lawler, too. I can't believe what I just saw. Damn. You even hear you a Warner song playing in the background, too. Every time John Cena lifts him, you hear it feels like the first time. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. Uh, Deaver's championship is Nikki Bella versus Paige. And, I guess. Uh, yeah. Let's please get that title off Nikki Bella, but probably not going to happen. Well, if yeah. she was still like badass, you know, mean girl Nikki Bella like she was. She might. She was starting to really go somewhere with that, but then they did that whole. All right, the Bellas are babies again. And because, now the heels again. Yeah, and, and it makes absolutely no sense why they keep doing that. It's, it, it's like they want them to take the Big Show's record. And since there's two of them, they're catching up really quick. And because of that, Paige started cutting heel promos on them and got more over as a babyface because of it. Yeah, and now and now Nikki's full on heel going into this match, and Paige is the face. It's really strange. I think that Paige should take the title, and then she should be the summer feud for Naomi. Because you know Naomi's going to get it eventually, so... Yeah, so why not do that? Because those matches because, will be better anyways. Because because the fans will give Naomi more heat if she takes the belt off of Paige than if she takes it off of Nikki, who, who everybody, except for me, is sick of. Icky Bella. All right, so we got some Trizzle, we got some Ryback, we got some Paige. 
Now we get to talk about RV's favorite match of the night, the tag team championship. New as, Day as the as the New Day B squad, as Heyman puts them, Big E <laughs> and Xavier Woods will take on the primetime players. Well, guess what? The B squad is gonna win. Yeah. I don't think primetime players are gonna be the guys to dethrone New Day. So does that mean Kofi and Xavier Woods are the C squad? I guess so. Uh, more like the E squad. LOL. Big more e like squad. the N squad. I don't know. Don't ask him, because I don't want to know what he says. But uh, PTP are basically that team that's getting built up to look like the contenders, kind of like what they did with the Wyatt family for the Usos, where they'll probably have a series of matches and not win until another team comes up. Ever, ever, never. I feel like the New Day will end up being dethroned by the the new Wyatts, which are the old Wyatts. The 3D Wyatts? Yes. We didn't talk about that at all, but apparently Bully Ray got really offended over that. Because nobody in the history of wrestling has ever done someone else's move. He got almost as offended as CM Punk did at old Hulk Hogan. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that real quick. So I didn't know this. I thought it was something Hogan said on Twitter, but apparently it was on um, on TV and he was on like a, a panel. And he said that basically, uh, what was it the, the Black? I don't know the entire story, but the Blackhawks, I think could learn a lesson from CM Punk because he know you know they, if they want to quit they could go to him for a lesson in or something like that I don't know something stupid brother 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 and uh, basically CM Punk came out and said Hogan was a piece of trash which I kind of agree with because you know Hogan wants to make fun of CM Punk for being a quitter but you know. And and it's always this thing where Hulk Hogan's like, I've always been WWE, brother. What about the time you went to WCW? What about the time you what about the time you went to TNA? Deal? What, yeah, what about... <laughs> Let's not talk about the Dark Ages, brother. What about the time you quit on the AWA to go to WWE the first time, in the first place? Right, and what about all the times that um, money has become such an issue and you go, well, we're almost at a deal. Uh, never mind, dude. Remember Mr. America? Didn't he leave in the middle of the Mr. America storyline? Yeah. They don't know it's me, brother. And then he was just gone. Yeah, and they had to they had to use that like that little house show thing that he would do where he'd lift up the mask to be all right, sly. To end the they had to line. use that to end the storyline. Well, that was kind of like when they did the uh, the Sid Vicious thing with Benoit WCW. When his foot was under the rope and that was going to lead to all the rematches, but Benoit walked out of the company as the champion, and they're just like, all right, screw it. So Sid's foot was under the rope, so now the title's vacant. And it's just like, well, great. Now we actually have to use this for real reasons because we messed up and let four guys out of their contract at the same time. Yeah, they, they, they were all quit before that show, and they still gave Benoit the title. Well, that's the Booker's fault, and not the Booker either. Oh, the Booker man, not the Booker man. <laughs> oh, wasn't that how his uh, his original theme song started too? It's the Booker man, y'all. 
Oh, uh, that was his... Yeah, yeah, you're right, the Originals theme song. Yeah. He's but the he, man, y'all. He used that oh, for his, that, uh, that terrible his, CD. his hybrid theme with RVD when they were oh, attacking. Oh, God. It's the Book of Man, y'all. What of a kind! Ah, my ears. Don't hate the player, hate the game. The best part was when Pat and I went to Raw the day after WrestleMania 20, and they finally fixed the theme so it sounded like it could actually work. And then the next week, they're like, LOL, your tag team just broke up because RVD's on SmackDown now. Oh, okay. So you guys finally figured out how to make the theme not suck, and now you're not going to use it anymore. Oh, yeah, because Vince right. started out raw, and he's like, we're going to do a draft next week. <laughs> In this very ring, but not here. That was when we were all chanting at Triple H after he tapped out. He's like, hooray, I tapped out. Is that what you want to hear? And it was one of the biggest pops. <laughs> I think that's what they wanted to hear, Hunter. Uh, fun times. All right. Less nostalgia, more current. This is Money in the Bank, and now we're getting to the three good matches that we're all looking forward to on the card. So let's actually talk about the Money in the Bank ladder match itself. You guys all know what the stipulation is. You get a contract for a year, and you can cash in at any time, including in the middle of the WrestleMania main event now. So I'm going to read off the guys that are in the match, and you tell me who's got a decent shot and who's LOL not going to win. Let's talk about Kane. Wow. Wow. I like okay. you said, who's not going to win? And then you said Kane. Well, here's the thing with Kane. It would make sense, storyline-wise, for him to win, but it would I think it would be a terrible idea. He's already won two money in the banks, but he won second one for Seth Rollins. He did it. Right. He did it for the Seth. Right, and now this storyline is, well, now I'm going to do it for me, and I hate Seth Rollins, and now I get to challenge him for his title in a throwaway match. Yeah, pretty much. So Uh, I hope that doesn't happen, but it has a logical reason to. But now that the Money in the Bank contract, there's only one of them, I don't think they're going to blow it like they did with the Royal Rumble. Right, in a match that already... Kane and Seth Rollins already has reason to occur. They don't need to put the Money in the Bank there as an extra gimmick. No, they really don't. Um, (laughs) It's funny, because there's seven people in this match... And there are six people more deserving than Kane. Well, I think... Um, I think, And I like Kane, too. That's the problem. It seems like they're pairing J&J Security with Kane now, so I wonder if they'll they'll be in this match helping Kane. I'm sure they'll be in it, and they'll probably get fucked up. Poor Joey. Poor Joey and ladders. Oh, no. No. Oh, oh, no. Give him no. the broken face. Just in case, cover your face. Good lord. All right, how about Seamus? Sheamus is like the um, mid-card to upper main event match intimidating guy who always loses. So he's he's new Kane. Yeah, I think he's got a decent shot of getting the briefcase. He hasn't been money in the bank. As far as, as, far as I know, he hasn't been the contract holder, right? No. No, he's not a contract holder. He's been in, in money in the bank matches, but never a winner. Well, it would be it would be good for his character because he could make it work. Because I mean, he'll be carrying around the briefcase. He'll be bragging about how at any time he can cash in on people, and his he's got that new character going for him. So he's got the intimidating persona back. Rock so steady. that could work. Oh yeah, that's why he's not going to win. Never mind. 
Wasn't that why he was supposed to win the IC title and they changed it, supposedly? Because he took the movie part that they didn't know about? All right, how about Kofi Kingston? Who made this a monkey in the bank ladder match? God damn. Kofi is uh, busy being a part of something else, so he's there for spots. He's there for spots, exactly. Although... Already, where I'm thinking would be the most awesome thing is, uh, you know how they do the claps for New Day Sucks? If he was just opening and closing the briefcase while they were clapping each time, (laughs) what a a great gimmick that would be. The contract just falls out. (laughs) And then they freebird rule the contract, and Xavier Woods catches in and wins the world title. No, we're we're done with this one. (laughs) How about Neville? He's there for spots. Pretty much. He's probably going to be like two or three times he's going to be up there grasping, but he's not winning. He just won't break uh, orbit. He's just he's just there, and he doesn't deserve it. It should be Jack Swagger. Uh. And Jack Swagger won, and it was the worst, because yeah. LOL Big Show. Yeah. All right, how about LOL Randy? No! Just No. So who's winning this match if no one no one should win? All right, how about Dolph Ziggler? There we go. That's who. That's who. That's who should win. That's the guy who should win. But uh, we're but we're almost there now. And now we talk about the last guy, Roman Reigns. BBR girl. All right. Here is why I think Roman Reigns is a good choice to win the Money in the Bank contract. And I know a lot of people are probably because there's still a lot of people out there who are who are like F Roman. He's not ready. All this other stuff. You know what? Seth Rollins wasn't ready when he first got the contract. And you know what he did in the time between holding the briefcase and cashing it in? He got ready. Which goes against the usual convention of winning money in the bank because it means you lose all your matches for the next three months. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. If Roman Reigns has the contract, everybody pretty much expects it to be to him to cash in and actually win it. He, he's not going to be another Damian Sandow. So if he wins... Or John Cena's. Yeah, but we don't but really... Cena, Cena won his match, actually. Technically, yeah. Um, the thing is, if Reigns gets the contract, then they have no excuse but to get him ready. And it's really not that hard. They just have to duplicate some of the magic that they did with some of the other guys who got the who got the briefcase and got ready. The problem, and here's here's the big problem I think a lot of people have with Roman, and I actually do agree with this. I read I read a really interesting theory that the main reason why Roman got as much negative heat as he did at the Rumble was because they announced Daniel Bryan, and if. A lot of people weren't expecting Brian to be the winner, which was what everybody was expecting when they announced him to be in it. More people would have been accepting of Roman Reigns winning the Rumble. Would they have all liked it? Probably not, but I don't think it would have ended up getting that Batista times 10 heat that it got. I don't even think it would have gotten Batista heat. You know, there would have been your slew of fans that would have been upset, but I don't think it would have been as bad. Um, I think... It's a lot of it's depth of character problem for sure, and I think if he wins the Money in the Bank, that that could fix it because I I have a feeling that he's going to upset a babyface like Dolph Ziggler on top of that ladder, 
and that's how he's going to win, and it's going to be the start of a change in his character's attitude. Right, and that's exactly what he needs, because then when he does cash in and wins the title, everybody will be loving it. Especially if he ends up doing it against somebody that people really want to see lose it. I mean, if he cashes in against Rollins at one of those points when it's like, oh my god, somebody get this freaking title off of him. Because they can easily build Rollins to be that type of champion at this point. What do you mean? There already are people who are sick of Seth Rollins as yeah. champion. And those people are idiots. You know what I'm saying. Well, I so, I also think here's an idea, because Brock's com- coming back for SummerSlam, as far as I know, and it's probably going to be Rollins and well, Brock. Well, Paul Heyman last week said, uh, soon? And I'm saying soon, SummerSlam is not soon. Yeah, it's sooner than you think now. It's almost two months away. But uh, my my idea is... Yeah, but that's like four pay-per-views away. <laughs> and three special events. Um, but I think Roman Reigns wins this tonight, and then he tries to cash in in the same circumstance in the Brock and Seth Rollins match, and gets upset by Brock, who's ready for someone to interfere that time, and gets even more pissed off. And that's where we see the major character development for Roman Reigns. He just can't get the title no matter how hard he tries. And then maybe he actually wins the Royal Rumble to deafening cheers this time. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as he turns heel, everyone's like, he's badass. I like him. Yeah, that's what it always is. All right, so I say I say Roman Reigns, number one pick. Uh, Ziggler, number two. Sheamus, number three. And the other four guys, I'd be legitimately surprised if any of them win. If it's Orton or Kane, I'll be disappointed. I want briefcase collapse. Kofi Kingston. Briefcase claps Kofi Kingston. So Roman Reigns is the first pick. Kofi Kingston is my second pick. <laughs> I'm going to be rooting for Kofi just because of that now. I'm all about that zigzag, man. All right. So let's talk about John Cena versus Kevin Owens, the rematch. I don't think there's any chance that this is going to be a Cena victory because I feel like they are investing well, way. Him, brother. Yeah, but I feel like they're investing way too much into Owens. For that to be the case, even though, uh, according to some idiots, his his power of being WWE's top guy has been irrevocably ruined. LOL. So I think John Cena wins, but he gets destroyed after the match. I, I think by that, Samoa Joe, and then they shake hands. <laughs> Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens are best friends, and they then they're the guys that destroy the new day. <laughs> and then Kofi Kingston cashes in for the U.S. title by clapping his briefcase. Because this is a video game where you can cash in on any title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so I'm gonna. I think. John Cena wins here because I just part of me wants to say that John Cena cannot win against Kevin Owens, but the other part of me knows that John Cena lost one match, and not John Cena as a person pulling the strings, but Vince McMahon would think that exactly like you you know who thinks that oh we got we gotta get him a win quickly we gotta save his career. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not convinced yet. But like he said, convinced even if man. if Cena does win, I think you're right. I think that's exactly how the follow up is going to be. 
And then Sammy Zion shows up to Jew to Jew around. Whoa! All right, and now for the boldest oh, prediction baby. of the night. Do, 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 do. I am going to actually predict that this time Dean Ambrose wins. And I know that's probably not going to happen, but what the hell? Take, let's take a shot in the dark with this one. Well, he said he was going to win the title or die trying, so I really would like that promo to live up to it. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, I agree, Pat. <laughs> so, if you're going to win or die trying, I'd rather you win. Uh, John McClain. Oh, good lord. He's going to die hard. He's going to die in a rebound clothesline spot. <laughs> oh my god, best pay-per-view ever. 11 out of 10. Oh god. And then Is he's going to then he's going to be respectful. You know, like if someone literally died in a pay-per-view and then I realized someone did literally die in a pay-per-view once. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's happened. Oh god. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure the, the predictable thing is Rollins wins via some form of bullshit interference. The, the which belt isn't really falls down and they scramble for it. That'd actually be kind of funny. Rollins they wins. They grab it at the same time and they do a tug of war and the referee's like, whoever ends up with it wins and it breaks in half a la lay cool. If, um, if a title ever fell during a ladder match like that and I was one of the participants, even if I was the heel... I would totally break character, stop the match, and make the referee hang the belt back up, and then like restart the match. Because I think that would get a really big pop. The first Ultimate X match in TNA where the belt fell like three times. (laughs) I think Rollins wins via via by either a forming a new alliance because he's not the type. So much has been put in this match that I can do this on my own. It's either he's forming some new alliance that nobody knows about. Or Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, baby girl. That's oh my Roman God. Reigns wins money in the bank. Everyone boos him. He then, at the end of the show, turns heel by joining forces with Seth Rollins. And gives him the briefcase to cash in against Dean Ambrose, who just won the title. Dear God. Um, or, LOL, this whole thing with Stephanie and Triple H has been a setup all along, and they're still going to help Seth Rollins win. Oh, you mean one episode of Raw where everyone turned on Seth Rollins, but it was all a ruse on Randy? Yeah, it was. That that would be the lamest way they could go. So that's probably what they're going to do. So the Roman Reigns heel turn is what's happening. Okay. Maybe maybe Jimmy Jacobs will interfere and shove Ambrose off the ladder and help Rollins win. <laughs> Jimmy Jacobs like, I just started writing and I wrote myself in. <laughs> Adam Sandler on SNL. Starts writing himself in and everything. Uh, that'd be awesome. Alrighty. So, uh, that's your Money in the Bank prediction. Um, it's Money in the Bank. It's going to be an exciting pay-per-view regardless of... I'm just hoping they put the ladder matches far apart from each other. We're going to open with the Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah which which is that that will have to happen, right? The yeah. the reason why the show is named is going to be the curtain jerk. <laughs> But you know what? And it was funny because I remember a bunch of people were complaining about how they're doing two ladder matches and it's overkill. And then I was like, I, I responded to one of them and I'm like, but what about last year when they did two ladder matches and one of them had eight people in it? They're like, oh, that was fun. Oh, so this is overkill when it's a one on one as opposed to, you know, eight guys. Gotcha. OK. And that, my friends, is why people on the Internet are stupid. 
But speaking of stupid people on the internet, let's talk about one. So, Tough Enough has announced who their final 13 are, and they posted a picture of it. It's going to be really funny, because Facebook is about when they cut down to 30. Yeah. (laughs) And, of course, one of our old pals, Mr. Robert G., had to comment on what he on what he feels the uh, the finalists look like, and he says that the girls are all hot, but the guys there's not a star among them. And the thing is, is he's technically true, but he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, there's not a star among them. They haven't done anything yet to prove if there's going to be a star among them. But hey, that's okay. We can just make assumptions. Idiots. How, do, Idiots. how do we? How do we know? How do we know? Because they're all wearing shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Uh, stupid, stupid people. It's not like the top. It's not like the top heel and the top face, both with Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose, don't both wear shirts. You know the funniest part about all this is, I think he's just butthurt because it, none of his friends got picked. Aw. Yeah, well. Whatever, people. You know they picked you based on how good your video was, and when they were actually showing, like, the finalist videos, they were all really fucking good. They were actually good videos. It's like, oh, well, that explains why they got picked, because they weren't just, like, they weren't just sitting there going, oh, here's what I weigh, here's how tall I am. Like, that's where, where almost all the videos were. Here, here's what I am. All right, that's great. Now, what can you do for the company? Like people thought they were actually applying for their WWE and not some freaking TV show. How tall are you again? Oh yeah, tell me how tall you are. Oh God. <laughs> no, that's a Johnny Ace thing. He likes he likes them all over six four. Who's got their good Johnny Ace? Uh, tell me how much meat you eat in a day. Yeah. <laughs> I got the latest Hawaiian Tropic catalog. Say that meat sausage? Yeah. Okay. Do your legs look like Chris Jericho's? He wore pants for way too many years. <laughs> By Curious Vince. So now he's Gacist Vince? Yes. FG thoughts, Jason. FGT Vince. FGTV. Yeah, good lord. FGT All right. was my favorite member of Crime Time. <laughs> oh, All right. Uh, speaking of idiots on the internet, Dan, what do you got for us this week? <laughs> well. Uh, let's go back a few days where Tough Enough only had 30 people in it. Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) He should be good. I told the WWE I was tough enough for anything that I am better Seth Rollins. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) This is crap. This is not... Till better Seth Rollins comes out to face Seth Rollins. I am better Seth Rollins. 
This is crap. This is not WWE hashtag comeback attitude. But we're, we're why don't you understand? We're in the altitude era now. There's people, gravity's forgetting people. I mean, but the hashtag comeback attitude, what the fuck? Because <laughs> that's a popular hashtag. You mean bring back attitude? I don't understand. Like, what, what is your ta- what is it? Uh, yeah, attitude, yeah. come back. <laughs> Good new fans. I was not eliminated today. Says the guy who was not there. A <laughs> guy who was not entered. <laughs> but good new everyone. <laughs> is that is that how Professor Farnsworth used to greet everybody <laughs> before he learned? Good S? good new everyone. S doesn't exist in the future. The new. Day? Rocks. It's a new day? I wonder who wins. Hope Randy Orton wins. Wow. (laughs) Yes, because Randy Orton's going to win tough enough. Could you imagine? They put in ringers. (laughs) (laughs) And here's our new contestant. And Uh, here... And Randall here's O. Here's, and here's Jack Swagger. And here's <laughs> they use their shoot name. That was like when they put out the list of like the forty people, and like they were all their real name, and I like recognized two people's names because of that. My name is Randy O. No wait, that's too obvious. Just call <laughs> me R. <Eddie>. Orton. <laughs> yeah. And here comes Jake Hager. Wait, that's Jack Swagger. What? No. Chuck Yeager, flight pilot? Chuck Yeager. And our final one is... I'm happy the big O didn't make it in. Orton? No. The other big O? Yeah, Zack Ryder's buddy. Oh, he got eliminated? Wasn't he on TNA? He wasn't even in the finals. They said everybody said his video was awful. I never saw it, but everybody said he had the, one of the worst videos. He was in the, the forty, but he got cut. Was he? Day. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. He got cut the fruit. Most of the comments were about how that was a way to bury Zack Ryder by cutting his friend right away. And our last comment is: I will still send my tape, and you guys will have no choice but to choose me. Deadline has closed. Yeah, they already on, they already have their finalists. Oops. And doesn't like that show start like next week or some shit? Like, yeah, it's like in next week or the week after or something like that. It's it's this coming. Is crazy because like everyone in their everyone and their mother figured they'd already started filming months ago, but nope. Apparently, it's going to be like filmed and then the next day it's going to be out. That sounds about right. We do live TV. Why can't we do that with it? <laughs> some bullshit reality? Uh, is this going to be in in the arenas? Is that where it's going to be? I don't know. Maybe it's all going to be at the freaking performance center. Performance right? center, right? That's like oh. what the deal is. Oh, okay. With Chris I, Jericho. I, yeah, I heard this going to be like a weird American Idol type feel where like Jericho is Seacrest and then the judges are Hogan, Page, and Daniel Bryan. 
and then the trainer they have the trainers which are Billy Gunn, Lita, and Booker. I don't know. It's it seems like a weird format, and I, I'm not really sure if I'm gonna like it, but I'm gonna give it a chance. That is a really weird format. I I, I really liked, except for the fact nothing came out of it. The um, the Austin one. I had like a love hate relationship with that one. Oh, because he would say one thing, but he meant the other. Yeah. Austin was like the worst, the worst, best part of that show. The best worst. Get your damn teeth out of my ring. It was like, you gotta show me some damn character, son. And then the next week, the guy would get cut. He's like, you show me way too much character, son. <laughs> because the first person Austin cut got hired because her favorite match was Melina versus Alicia Fox. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Well, guys, it's that time. It's that time. I know a bunch of people are like anxious. I get I just picture a bunch of people anxiously like waiting at their computers, like slowly leaning into their monitor, all excited. Every time I announce it's time to play points or buried or folded or frozen, and my gun is working this week. Uh-oh. Hop off, off. Oh, you're you're all screwed now. All right, this week we're gonna take you back to the past and play the shitty games that suck ass. That's not true. We can play all kinds of good games. We are angry wrestling nerds. We are. We are going to play some old school video games. And I asked everybody to come up with, if we had a company called CK Games, and we made those old school 8-bit games that you all loved, or earlier even, you know, Atari games, whatever. Yeah, of course they would. What what type of titles would you come up with? And the examples I gave that I came up with were things like Pac-Man, which would be Neville. I guess that would be Neville fighting gravity. Walk up, walk up, walk up, walk up, walk up. Uh, Space in Big Van Vader's. That would be a fun one. Yes. Uh, Joe E. Legend of Zelda. <laughs> or Super Mario Savaldi Brothers. Wow. So, so those were those were the examples that I gave, and everybody pretty much picked up on it. Um, one entry that I'm glad got changed even though I thought it was really funny, but it wouldn't have fit the criteria because it's needed to be 8-bit or earlier, was um, <laughs> Alicia Star Fox. And I saw that that had to get changed, and I was like, oh, man, that sucks, because if that had fit the criteria, I really liked that one. So so we are sticking with 16 or 8-bit? 8-bit. Okay. It's got it's got to be old-school 8-bit. And, and the good news is everybody's games... Um, meet criteria? Yeah, they meet the criteria. Holy crap. But uh, it's going to be up to you if you think that the puns are funny, if you think you'd even want to play some of these games. Or if I know what game they're referencing, and hopefully you can help me if I don't. Well, that's okay, because you got Dan and I here. Yes. All right. So, here's your first game. Chris Benoit's Hangman. <laughs> wow. Ooh. <laughs> Five is letters. Is Hangman game? What does an 8-bit Bowflex look like? Yes, there there are Hangman games. That's like but, Atari. <laughs> it's just it's an eight bit Bible. Bible Wait, is that is that what it would be instead of the little the little Hangman thing? It's just uh, it's a bow flex instead. Yeah, yeah. Do 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 do. You know what an eight bit bow flex looks like? A Hangman game. It does look like a Hangman game. <laughs> 
That's what an 8-bit book looks like. So points. <laughs> points to Joe Mad Dog Needle. Ugh. All right, here's your next game. Super Crazy Mario Brothers. Oh, God. So it'd be like... <laughs> Two, are, now, does Super Crazy have a thinner brother? Or is Super Porky his brother? Super Porky is when they're small before they get the mushroom, right? Yeah, it's Super Porky, and then he becomes Super Crazy. Okay. Although, do you, re- <laughs> although do you remember that controversy when Super Crazy started getting fat near the end of his career and they were making fun of him? Of course I do. Sadly, that's the Super Crazy I remember last seeing. So, yeah, let's give it points. All right. Back when he was super, he's crazy. Super crazy. The and then he, he still had the Mexico theme. Gringo. In time. Alright. Dylan Mewshaw. Points. Alright. This is a pretty this is a pretty easy one to figure out. This is a spoof of an NES game. Edge and Christian's excellent video game adventure. I would play that. Yeah. They had the Bill and Ted version. Yeah, I would play that. Let's give it points. I think it'd be a fun one. <clears throat> that was Siobhan Ferguson's game. Okay. <laughs> Pat, you remember the awful Where's Waldo game? God. Yeah, where you go to the freaking moon? I played that the other day and I beat it in five minutes. <laughs> I was really mad because that's all it takes to beat that game. Did you know they also made a sequel called The Great Waldo Search? No. But I... It's here. You found Waldo in all these locations. Now you have to play a a casino machine in order to get to the moon. Yeah, really. Is that all it takes to launch to, to launch the space program? It's, it's slot machines. Put in put in some ducats. Well, instead of the Great Waldo search, you have the Great Kali search. Oh wow! This, so this oh yeah, he got rehired, oh, didn't he? We haven't seen him yet. Oh no, they they said that was false. It should be easy to find, but I'm still going to give it points because maybe he is incredibly easy to find. Because, at the point because of the you game. thought that Waldo should be easy to find, but 8-bit Waldo is impossible to find, especially when his colors change. <laughs> and the one scene, he's green. Oh, or the levels that are completely in the dark, and you just have to guess. <laughs> you have to, like, move the scroll cursor around until you find him walking around the cave. Yeah, and it could take you three <laughs> seconds because you just click it as soon as the level starts and it just happens to be there. Or it could take you an hour. And then the time is up. Or the asshole the old man in the subway that takes all of your time. Oh, the subway you have to reroute the train tracks? Yep. That's so ridiculous. I haven't had this much trouble with a book since Where's Waldo went to the barber pole factory. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Points to Mike Simsek for the great collie search. <laughs> Although it would be really funny if you open up the page and there he is just standing there. Obvious like, among the crowd. I expect Siobhan Ferguson to deliver some Kali memes. Oh no, he can reverse to the. Of course he can, and he's also just here for the. Now is he wearing the Where's Waldo attire? He better be. It's the only way it works. Oh, God. Somebody photoshopped that. I was just say, a giant shirtless man might stick out more than a giant candy cane man. Somebody please photoshop Kali as Waldo. 
<laughs> Matt Awesome, where's your awesome Photoshop skills or Microsoft Paint skills? Whatever. And, of course, put the glasses on as well. That'll save the business. Put the glasses on. Yes, it will. All right, now you have Zelda 2, The Adventures of Doink. Wow. So instead of Link, you get Doink. Instead what of a- Lonk, you get Donk. <laughs> so who's the princess he's trying to save, then? Zoraldo. <laughs> Was it Dink? Wasn't Dink a girl? Wow, I don't find this one as funny. Uh-oh. I'm going to say... No, let, let me handle this, because my freezer is broken last week. I just have to uh, get down here and put the, the silencer on. It's frozen! You're frozen! Yes! <laughs> yes. 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 All right. Sorry, Joe Kalaya. You have been frozen. All right. Now we have Yoshi Tatsu's Cookie. <laughs> Wow, that was a terrible game. Uh, I like that game. I'm giving this points because the entry is funny, but oh my god, I <laughs> you would Yoshi not play cookie. this. Wait, so would all the, if it's Yoshi Tatsu, then what would the cookies be? Would they be J pop? Oh yes, because he's Japanese, and that makes sense. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Denzel Thomas with Yoshi Tatsu's cookie. Yeah, racist Vince approved. Entry by Denzel. <laughs> All right. Next. Are you like... listening to me, Denz? <laughs> Next you have Badass Billy Gunsmoke. <laughs> uh, that could be a fun one. Man, I'm going to give that points. I don't need to speculate. <laughs> that was Joey Image's entry. Badass Billy Gunsmoke. All right, now you have. Oh dear God! All right, this is a this is a spoof of the game Street Cop, and it's Big Boss Man St- Street Cop Beat 'Em in Public Edition. Oh my God! They are racist points. Oh, <laughs> uh, racist points. That's that's a value of zero. Um, oh my God! I I have to give it cringe points at least. All right, cringies to Glenn Cookin. <laughs> Beat him in public edition. Good lord. Yeah. Alright. Would either of you play Hulk Hogan's Alley? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are you just dropping legs on Nazis? Is that the whole game? You're just pulling out CM Punk from an alley. <laughs> now flex, brother. I would certainly rather play that than the Connect game Hulk Hogan made, which was terrible. Well, not he made, but he endorsed. Yeah. The only game to ever get a one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hulk Hogan's Alley. What say you? Points. Adrian Cotton, points. Okay. Now you can you can play. Where in the world is Kofi Kingston's chest? Or oh, man. it's less popular sequel about Charlotte's ass. Oh, God. Wow. That's pretty funny. That's, pre- That's pretty funny, dog. I'm going to give that points. <laughs> All right. Ken Dudley, boy. Wow. Is he what? mad about the 3D? Of 
course he is. Okay. You're going to need your light zapper for this next gun. It's Booker T's Sucker Hunt. <laughs> now, is he the dog? Of course. <laughs> the D-A-W-G? <laughs> yeah, he's just laugh at you. So... What are, what are suckas? What are you shooting? What what are these suckas? What do they look like? <laughs> That's a good question. What does Booker hate more than anything? Other black people. Um, are they are they WrestleMania nineteen logos? Because he's still mad about that. I don't think that defines a sucka though. Hmm. Are they Steiners? Could be. They very well could be. No, it'd be Hulk Hogan. We coming for you, sucker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just can't wait till he comes out of the grass and laughs at you. Although, I, you know, that game got terrible <laughs> rage because <laughs> it's just a black guy coming out of a field. <laughs> so points, obviously. Obviously. Matt Hardman, points. All right. Next is a co-op game. But it's a co-op game where you can beat the crap out of your partner. Because it's Rybaxel Toads. Huh. Instead of Battle Toads? I get it. I get it. I just don't think it was that funny, dog. Uh-oh. So what happens here? Hell, son, I want to fold it. No, I want to bury it. I want to freeze it. Oh no, they're getting too close to each other. Oh, they just friendly fired each other. Dun dun dun. What happened? Uh, it looks like it's been destroyed. It, it wasn't frozen, folded, or buried. It was just destroyed. Yeah. Charles Hardman, you have been destroyed. Oh, Points man. or buried. Or you have been speared. Or frozen. Or destroyed. Or, or speared. Yeah, or it might get speared. <laughs> You're in this game now, too? Yeah, why not? I like how they only show up to play the game now. That's your real do. That's your real panel of judges. All right. Oh my god. Would you play Carrie Von Eric's Ghosts and Goblins? <laughs> and, and I gotta give you ups for just being Ghost and Goblins. <laughs> Carrie Von Eric's Ghost and Goblins. <laughs> points oh my god that's terrible matt awesome you are a terrible person (laughs) but that made me laugh all right next is a puzzle game involving pills oh god it's 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 dr aman the z-pack edition oh wow wow dun 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 that gets points. That was Taylor Chadwick's. That was funny, but I hate the game. Hate <laughs> well, that's fuck Doctor Mario. Yeah, just like Yoshi Cookie. Same game, right? You stack cookies, you stack pills. Not really. The cookies you got to match cookie patterns to make them disappear. The pills come down, and you got to match them to the viruses already in the bottle. Jeez, people, get your puzzle games in line. Why the fuck are the viruses starting out in the bottle? Just close the bottle. <laughs> yeah. And fuck that game all all the way around. I love that game. All right. Next you have Golga 13, the top secret episode. That's... It's like Galaga? 
Now, Golga was a game. I'm afraid I don't get this one. Dan? I don't know about 13 or anything. Whoa, what happened? It just got speared. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Matthew Anderson. I tried to freeze yeah. it, but the spiel was just too quick. You know what that means? It was probably just a game in Japan that came down to Australia, and none of us have fucking heard of it. <laughs> no, I've heard I've heard of Golga. <sighs> See, God, it was interesting. I've heard of Golga too. He liked uh, he liked, liked Cartman. I, I I've seen people grab. I've seen Austin grab the entry from you before and fold it. I've seen Triple H grab it from you and bury it. I've seen Arnold freeze it while not freezing your hand. I've never seen someone spear a piece of paper out of your hand before. That was interesting. Yeah, it was a game cartridge. That's why. Oh wow! It's a physical game card. I see. I see. And now it's in pieces. Yeah. And he. And now he's doing that thing where he like throws his arms back and roars. That who's next? Yes. All right. This is your Big E countdown. Here's your final five. Next we have. Oh my god, I forgot about this one. Pitfall Heart. <laughs> god damn you! Oh wow, that took a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> god damn. I cringe when I read it. <laughs> oh. It, it definitely gets... It's going to get double cringies. That's what's going to uh, get. That's 100 points. Ellis Homeless. Pitfall Heart. Good damn. God damn. All right. Uh, next you have Donkey King Kong Bundy. That's that's pretty funny right there. That's going to get points. Yeah, I like that one too. That was Austin Butler. New listener, second second week player. Thank you, sir. Welcome to the game. Okay, uh, I had this next game, or the original cartridge that's spoofing. A Boyhood Dream and His Blob. Oh, God. Did you ever play that game, A Boy and His Blob? I did not play I know of it. I never played it. Yeah. You had to you had to feed the blob jelly beans, and he would turn into stuff for puzzle solving. And they were all, they all had a pun to them. Like, if you gave him the apple jelly bean, he would turn into a jack. Oh, that's funny right there. I, I'm going to give this points. Yeah, that's a good one. That was Dan Dahl's entry. Um, Dan Dahl's other entry that he did not choose to go with was Vince McMahon's Ku Klux Klan, which was a spoof of Clue Clue Land. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I like this points. Yeah, I like this one better, but that one was just... Was all racist. Yeah, it's really getting crowded in the studio during points are buried now. <laughs> like you care. <laughs> uh, it's the only time any of us are here anymore. Well, you're the only one that gives positive points anyway. They might not be worth anything, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, could you imagine if they all had their own podcasts? Dan and I wouldn't even need to be in the studio for that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> neither would I, right? right? Of course not. Of course not. All right. Next is a uh, <laughs> next is five star Frogger Splash. Uh, that's a good one too. That so would that good. just would that be RVD crossing the road by jumping? Yes, yeah, yeah, but, he's he has high, to... but he's super high. And he can't... <laughs> Wait, he's he's up really high, or he's just really high? Uh, no one gets higher. I have that shirt. No one gets higher. Me too. <laughs> Um, with the Dagrons on the front? Something. Or is that another one? No, I think it's him throwing the kick. Oh, yeah, I have... 
Oh yeah, it's the one he's throwing a kicky kick on the back, and the front is two dagrons. And it's just no one gets hired, dude. Except for not the dude part. Except for you know, you know what I mean. Like I could do this kick really high. I mean, I'm up high. I mean, I'm stoned. Um, yeah, let's give that points. All right, Joseph Myers points. And your final entry is an NES title. I never played this, but I don't know if I'd even want to. It's Glacier's Ice Climber. Oh. Do you have to give up your gear halfway through? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sell it to Kaz Hayashi. God. Um, yeah, let's give that points. Why not? Don Mario. Waha! No, I want to spear some more things. Yeah, get out of the studio. You, you can come back. Yeah, you can come back next week. See you next effing week. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Bill. All right, y'all. Who's your winner? Hmm. Hmm. Can we have we, a, a recap? Absolutely, we can. Chris Benoit's Hangman. Super Crazy Mario Brothers. Edge and Christian's Excellent Video Game Adventure. The Great Kali Search, Yoshi Tatsu's Cookie, Badass Billy Gunsmoke, Big Boss Man Street Cop, The Beat'em in Public Edition, Hulk Hogan's Alley, Where in the World is Kofi Kingston's Chest, or its less popular sequel, About Charlotte's Ass, Booker T's Sucker Hunt, Carrie Von Eric's Ghost and Goblins, <clears throat> Dr. Aman, Z-Pack Edition, Pitfall Heart, Donkey King Kong Bundy, A Boyhood Dream in His Blob, Five Star Frogger Splash, and Glacier's Ice Climber. I'm really partial to the Where in the World is Kofi Kingston's Chest <laughs> and its less popular sequel, Where is Charlotte's Ass? It's hiding in her terrible gear. <laughs> uh, Dan, what do you say? Sure. Ken Dudley, you are the winner this week. Ken Dudley! Hooray! Yeah. Is it actually won. pronounced Dudley, or is it going to be like another one of those... Oh, that's a gimmick name anyway. Rick, uh, one of those Ricky Dugans where it's like, you're not even pronouncing it right. And then he blocks everybody and rage quits the group anyway. Which is what he did in previous podcast uh, communities as well. Hey! Yeah. 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 Well, that does it for your pre-money in the bank edition. Money. Money, 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 money. So when you guys listen to this after Money in the Bank is over, and we got all of them correct. Yep. <laughs> Which means that all the lame stuff we talked about happened. Yeah. Roman Reigns runs up the, the ladder. It's teeter-tottering and punches the briefcase off of the handle. Remember when John Cena ripped the handle off? Yeah, he found a way to underdog win a ladder match. <laughs> and he won a Nintendo 64. It was great. LOL, or, happy or, or birthday. He won a, yeah, he won a happy birthday. <laughs> Didn't he, he used, uh, he beat in Big Show's face, right? It was all dented up when he got it. Yeah, because he was hitting somebody with it, right? And then it just broke. And he's like, oh, I won already somehow. And then people thought it was thought it it was legit. 
But that was like the first four-person money in the bank, right? And then they add Miz last second, I think. Oh, because yeah. it was all former champions. Because the other one was all people who never won. The there was the good one and that one. <laughs> the good one and then that one. Yeah, because that know one was like John Cena, Kane, Randy Orton, and Jericho, and, and then Jer- they add the Miz last minute. I still am disappointed that we never, ever got our Money in the Bank win from Shelton Benjamin, where the bell rang and he just jumped up and grabbed the briefcase. Ain't no stopping me. No! It's like a four-second long Money in the Bank ladder match. I wish. All right. I wish. Well, enjoy, guys, and we'll see y'all next week, dog. Oh, peace out, everybody.